Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. Everybody, mic check one two one two. Come on, say my mic check one two one two. Tell them, mic check one two one two. Hey, mic. Okay. Yo, it's your girl, Kashandra. Your is Katama. Welcome to Yo to Your Podcast. Where we talk about everything from side chicks to current events while staying black as fuck. Hey, let's do it. Level up. 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 Oh, that girl's so saucy. I'm so, I'm so I feel like those are not the lyrics. <laughs> they probably aren't. Can we have some professionalism, please? <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Good evening. What happens if they listen to it in the morning? Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. You're so particular. It doesn't matter. They listen when they listen. Did he just ask me to be professional? And then <laughs> he gonna clap back on me on the mic? I apologize. Katema, how are you today? Well, uh, I am. I'm alright. Yeah. I'm. I feel weird. Okay. <clears throat> I just feel. I feel unaccomplished. What so, brought this about? Um. I don't know. You don't want to talk about your feelings on the mic? No, I'm a gangster. All right. Keep those gangster feelings inside. Well, okay, all right. <clears throat> I was like, well, we were trying to decide what we were going to talk about today. Still don't know, mother <laughs> And um, Nas had this verse on Kanye's song, We Major, which is featured on, <clears throat> uh, I think, Kanye's second best album. Okay. Late What's registra- his first? Just wondering. You know what? Late Registration, I think, might be his best album. I love it. But yeah, he had the song, and on the song... He's talking about how he has no idea what he wants to rap about. Mm. So that's how I feel. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea. So I just feel like I just need to, we need to speak from the heart. Okay. Because, you know, we gangsters and that's what we do. I just want to advise that I'm most likely not a gangster. Let's just, let's just, you know, whatever's on our chest right now, let's just get it off. All right. The fact that you actually looked in your shirt. Let's me know the type of person. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was my titties when you said that. Oh Let's get God. it off my chest. Okay, well. You're fine. If I could get this bearing weight off my chest, I would. Well, okay. So you asked me how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling unaccomplished. And I like to, I'll put myself out there for all the other listeners who might be feeling vulnerable. Right, the same way. Yeah, so, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I've been the depressed. Like, depression been hitting me a lot harder than it normally does mm-hmm. uh, because of my current circumstance. So, like, I don't have a job. I'm not really creating anything right now. I don't have anything in the works. So it just feels like, I don't know. Like, I'm second-guessing why I even moved to L.A. in the first place. Because it's going to be a year in, like, two months. 
crazy how time flies. That's crazy how time flies. You were just begging me like a year or two ago. And like, Tama, just please. Begging? <laughs> Ahead of ourselves. You like, come on, please, like, come on, bring that fine ass Brooklyn stuff over okay, here. Okay, okay, let's, <laughs> let's roll it back in. Um, <laughs> you were talking about how you haven't been doing what you came out here to do, right? Which is to create. Yeah. Why yeah, haven't yeah. you been doing that? I feel like <clears throat> I don't want to turn this into like an interview for me, but I just feel like I have like I'm just not motivated. Like when people say I feel depressed versus like depression, mm-hmm. it's like annoys me because I'm like depressed. Feeling depressed is like it goes away after a while, but like depression is like a battle, right? Like to even get up to even want to get up and do shit, right? So like, <clears throat> I don't know. Sometimes it's either anxiety or depression because a lot of times I'm just worried about the future. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about like you know. Uh, what's gonna happen? Am I gonna be able to? Am I gonna reach this potential that everyone else saw in me? Yeah. Or even the potential you see in yourself. I mean, it, 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 I spent my life half-assing stuff, and me being and able, always accomplishing shit. Half-assing and always getting stuff done. So this is real work coming in, and it's actually playing as a like the real results. You can't half-ass what you're doing out here. You yeah. felt like you. Ha- you felt like when you uh, <laughs> you got what was it when you got um, nominated for your award in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. You felt like that was like the the in all that was the beginning of like all your dreams coming true, or like you decided to take a step back, or what? What do you What do you mean? So when you got your nomination and we had to call you a nominated, I am an award nominated filmmaker. <laughs> We have to call you that. No, you still have to call me that because I'm an award nominated filmmaker. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the title because you deserve <clears throat> every piece of it. But do you feel like you like got this small accolade? Even if you didn't win, you still got nominated. You got the small accolade. Do you feel like that set you off a little bit? Or you felt like the actually living part in California set you off from your conquering your dreams, conquering your goals? Um, I think my constant fear is just like that be the last of my accomplishments. Like I don't top that. Mm. Um, because even when they told me that the people were nominated and it got into the film festival, I even questioned the like I I talked to the person for a good twenty minutes. I was like, Yo, how competitive is this film festival? Like, because I like I do that to myself. I like you show. also say you can't accept a compliment. I can't accept compliments just or anything it, like that. I yeah so, but I'm also a very what's next type of person. I feel you. So I was like, all right, I got this. All right, now what's next? I started to feel that way in my job. The job you I was now? waiting. I was waiting for the feeling to come. I was hoping it wouldn't come so early. The job I have now. What about social working? So, um, like I remember at my last job, I felt like, mm, what am I doing here? Mm. Why am I here? This is not exactly what I want to do with my life. And your life's just passing by and you have to do these everyday activities or duties that you really don't want to do. I wake up. I'm starting to feel like I wake up to a nine to five that I don't really want to go to. And that makes it hard for somebody to get out of bed. Like, nigga, I'm late every day. Like, <laughs> You ain't going to have that nine to five to keep going. Right? <laughs> for real. 
Keep playing them I dangerous mean, I'm games. I'm blessed in a lot of ways with this job. I know that I could go a lot of different places within the department I'm in. But, like, actually doing the work I'm doing right now, like, even with the families at some points when they're just, like, mouthing off or stuff, I just be like, mm-hmm. 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 And it's not very, like, therapeutic of me, and that's, it's kind of sad in a way. So, me not being able to actually figure out what it is that I really need to do in my life is starting to take a bigger toll on me. Do you feel pressure, like, with your age? Definitely feel pressured with my age. I feel like a bitch is about to be 30. Like, Yo. get your life together. Like, I'm two years from 30. But it's not even that I don't have my life together. It's that my life is not what I envisioned when I was growing up and I was like, this is what it's going to be like to be an adult. It's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Now, that might be a fantasy kind of thinking, but I think in some truths, like, that's how you're supposed to live your life. Like, within your dream, creating this reality that you see. And this ain't, this ain't all the way it. Like, I'm fortunate to have, like, a roof over my head and be able to pay my bills and whatever I have within my life, whatever materials I can gain within my life. But my actual dreams, this ain't it. What are your actual dreams? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Of still trying to find that out, I guess. Otherwise, I feel like I would go try to attain it if I knew exactly what it was. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. I mean, because even me, I go back and forth between... I go back and forth between, like, do I want to act? Do I want to be in front of the camera, behind the camera? It's like I'm so used to half-assing that I've never actually had to put all of myself into anything. And, like, the idea of putting all of yourself into anything is scary as hell because what if you fail? Right. And then what do you have to fall back on? Yeah, it's about so much my good looks can get me. Mine too. Mm. And his ass. (laughs) <laughs> my ass can give me anything <laughs> that dude <that's> <laughs> so it's like I don't know I feel like it. Just, it sometimes I question like is this what I want but then like I think to myself someone asked me a while ago they was what like a wonderful world sorry go ahead annoying someone asked me a while ago they was like so if you weren't doing film or you weren't trying to do film um, what would you be doing instead and I said waiting to die <laughs> and she said what that's kind of grim I said that's pretty much what anything else would feel like yeah anything else would feel like I'm just going to this job to do it and Come I'm on. doing this until yeah and I'm just going to do this till I die and <clears throat> and that's the mindset people used to have back in the day like you have to have a job like you have to have stability it's not like chasing your not everybody I guess not let me not generalize it but I feel like that was promoted so much. Like, go to school, graduate high school, get a job, get a wife, have kids. This is your life. Be happy. Mm-hmm. But now, as a emerging adults, we're not happy with that. We get married later. We have children later in life. We're still going to school while we're fucking 26 and 27 years old. Mm-hmm. And we're not actually finalizing, like, our careers or our dreams until, like, we're in our 30s. But where does that leave us in our headspace within our 20s, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We're always trying to battle these social norms that we're pressured to have from older generations, but also trying to be open-minded with creating a space for us to actually evolve, for us to actually attain dreams, for us to actually think about who we are and learn about who we are because we don't know when we graduate high school. 
Mm. I don't know who the fuck she was. I don't, I barely know me now. So, like, there's so much that goes into the thought that it's like, how can you choose one reality for yourself? How can you choose one dream to go for? How do you know that one's it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, especially with, like, social media and stuff, too, because there's so many different uh, mirages that yeah. other people portray that seem like... They're oh, there? Yeah, it seems like they're making their dreams or accomplishing their goals. But, like, I've always had an idea of what I want to accomplish. Like, I want the family and kids. But I also look at, like... Like, I was watching Amanda Seals' <clears throat> interview at the Breakfast Club today, and it was like watching the popular kids at high school, knowing I could be popular. <laughs> so I was like... It's just like, I know... Wait, you weren't popular in high school? I was known. I wasn't one of the popular kids. Oh, okay. Like, I was just like, everyone knew Gadeva, but it wasn't like... Because I just, like would talk to all the different social mm. groups. So I would talk to that the That was kind of, that was me. Yeah. I was cool with the social nerds. You want to be me so bad. Fuck I, you, nigga. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I am me. I used to talk to the nerds. I used to talk to the <laughs> athletes, like stuff like that. Nigga. But I feel like I want to be, growing up, I've idolized Muhammad Ali. Okay. And I've always, always, always wanted to be just like him. Like, not the fighting and stuff, but just the, Having a huge. So you don't platform. have hands. Oh, I got hands. I got some browns on hands. <laughs> just to clarify. Just to clarify, you know, don't get it twisted. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> just to have that platform and use it to uplift and you know promote black unity and black love, black everything. And my fear is just not accomplishing that. So mm. like me. And it's like on that level too. I remember uh, when I first time, my first year I went to therapy, uh, my undergrad, I told the therapist what an idea of greatness is. I'm like, I'm kind of obsessed with it. And he was like, well, you know, maybe you should change your perception of greatness. Like, you know, sometimes that bus driver is great. Sometimes that, you know, blah, blah, blah is great. You don't have to be on the level of Ali to be great. And I drank that Kool-Aid for a couple of years. But that itch just never goes away. Like, yeah. it's, it just never does. So, when what, you did say Ali, I was like, dang, do you want to be on that big of a scale? Like, so does, because he was pretty damn famous and he was, he was stretching across the world. So, was, when you said that, I was like, hmm, I wonder, like, is it not really a chase for fame, but like, that platform is super big. So, if you don't attain it, are you comfortable with what you did attain? No. And that's scary. Yeah. Because that's like minimizing all the work that you already done. And basically a lot of the work that you will do. Because how long did it take him to reach that platform? Um, not that long. Because <laughs> he won his first gold medal at 19. Mm-hmm. Um, he went, yeah, he went to the, like, the Olympics. And then I think he won his first heavyweight title by 22. And by then... When and he was preaching the same message? Well, no. He was Cassius Clay. and um, But he beat Sonny Liston, which was a big upset. Like, no one thought like, that he was able to do that. I know he was a great fighter, but I'm talking about... You're talking about the well, message about the that platform he... Oh. That he got. His platform was able to open up after, like, about gotcha. 22. All right. But his message turned, changed, and became way more pro-black once he became Muhammad Ali. Like, mm-hmm. once he joined the nation mm-hmm. of Islam. So, but um, 
Yeah, so I'm like, this thing was 22 when he, when he won his gold medal and shit like that. So I, I guess that's what really gets me because I, I have, if it's not on that level, I don't think I'll ever be happy. Mm. My mom told me something while I was growing up all the time. She told me not to, it was in reference to my brother, but don't compare yourself to other people. Because when you compare yourself to other people, you're not rating yourself on the same scale. She ain't saying like that. You know, black mamas ain't going to talk like Probably that. Probably more curse words. <laughs> but basically, her message was don't compare yourself to other people because you're basically in your own lane. Like, create your own style. Create your own thoughts. Create, you know, what you want to do in order... That's not what I was going to say. Create your own thoughts. Create your own style. Um, and if you compare yourself to somebody, somebody else, it makes you look down on yourself. It makes you second guess yourself. It makes you doubt yourself more when you're comparing yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you're comparing yourself to Muhammad Ali, all the things that you have done, all the things that you will do might not be so grand on his scale, but on your own scale, it could be big things. But I feel like I can, I can do it. I feel like you can accomplish it too. But I also think you should be grateful for what you have accomplished. And I think that's the point you're missing. I feel like I got often, I guess, associated being grateful and humble with settling. So like even when the guy told me that, you know, oh, if you're not as good as Muhammad Ali, you're still fine. I said, that's what weak niggas say. Like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Because, you know, there's a lot of people... Because I'm obsessed with this idea of the richest place in the world is... That's all I said before on the podcast. The richest place in the world is a graveyard. Because it's full of people who didn't act on their ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah. like, I don't want to go... I don't want to die with all these ideas in my head. So, I don't know. I think it just... It, a lot of times I just get stuck in this whole wormhole of all these thoughts. Yeah. And a lot of times, and I realize that <clears throat> when I'm in that feeling, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I just, I can talk to, like, people I already fuck with like that. But, like, my friends mm-hmm. or, like, my really, really, really close friends back home or even out here, I don't want to talk to you. Because I just feel like I'm not Katema. I feel like I'm... I don't know, Bruce Wayne. Like, I don't feel like I'm Batman. I feel like I'm Bruce Wayne. So, and I can't talk to you if I'm not Batman. How do you pull yourself out of a state like that? I don't know. Usually an opportunity will come and I feel better. Like a job or something. Okay. But, I don't know. Usually it just, it's like a loud noise. And I find ways to make it. Drown out? Not drown out. I make it less loud. Okay. But, like, it's always there. They usually are. It's just a lot. Um, it's uh, usually lurking in the back. Yeah. It's just, like, the loud, the noise is a lot louder, um, you know, when I'm, like... Because I've been searching for jobs for, like, a couple of weeks. I don't find anything. And then the jobs that I want to apply for... So the job that I'm qualified for, I don't want to do. Yeah. They have nothing to do with entertainment. They're like HR jobs. But the jobs that I want to do, I'm not qualified for because mm-hmm. I don't have as much experience. Okay. So then now I'm forced to be 
in this lane of creating my own, which is fine. I'd rather do that anyway. However, I don't have anything to create. Like, I'm trying to come up with new shit, and I'm stuck. And I can't think past where I'm at because I don't have a job. Mm. So I'm, like, worried about money. I'm worried about, like... It's like the vicious cycle. Yeah. So it's just like a cycle I'm stuck in. You know what I've heard a lot about, like, entertainment jobs? Well, the friends that I've had, most of them have to start at, like, lower places. Like, you know, um, I guess I call them, like, secretaries or assistants. Assistants to these people that they're under, like, agents or whoever it is within the system. So are you looking for those kind of jobs? I was looking for mostly production assistant jobs. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know. Cause so I want to make sure the word assistant was there. Yeah, yeah. I look for like production assistant coordinator jobs because that's how you get to shadow people and work your way up. Yeah. But <clears throat> they just they look for people who have experience. You should, uh, talk to your podcast listeners and see if anybody got a job out there for you. I ain't going to be begging on my damn podcast. You know what? That's what we talk about humble. <laughs> humble ain't one of my strong suits. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I'll do it for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone help this nigga. Anybody looking for a production assistant? Yeah. Or a fashion uh, assistant? Let me know. Uh, it's about me. Uh, oh, okay. So Always I'm just begging for him. Always to put yourself into it. It ain't about you. Listen, if I'm a bag, I'm a bag for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get enough to eat. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Lord have mercy. But adulting is very hard, Katama. Mm-hmm adulting and chasing your dreams like you came all the way from new york to do this yeah today was the first day like i really thought about like yo i should go back to new york that does kind of make me sad i did not beg for you to come out here just want that to be on the books but it would be really really sad to see you go and although that day might come a year is way too soon yeah especially with these fuckboy pictures going around on the internet oh lord i'm just saying i need your support do you? How else am I going to clap back at him? You just mind your business. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> just mind your business. Just mind your business. I'm just saying. I'm not going to do... I'm going to do that, but in my own time. So, no, I'm not going to do that. Why are fuckboy pictures uh, bothering you? You know, I think it bothered me. Just should we set the scenario up so they know what the fuck we're talking about? I mean, that depends on how much information you're trying to give out. I'm not trying to spill a lot. All right, well. How do you want me to say it? <laughs> how, how do I set it up? All right, so um, pretty much was someone was fronting on Instagram and that really bothered you. Oh, that's it. Like someone was. We said that. Sorry, my bad. So why is this person fronting on Instagram bothering you? Uh, it bothered me because one, it bothered me because of the Becky that was in it. I just felt like this person didn't like this type of female, but this type of female is like in every picture to me. And this is as a plus size female. And so it was, of course, a skinnier girl in this skinny swimsuit or whatever. And her, you didn't see her face. You just saw her long hair and her booty. And it's just like. Do you ever have a booty like that? Her little booty. Whatever. The song mm-hmm. Little Booty Matters is a really big song right now. Does it? Do Little Booty Matter? It doesn't to me, but that's because I got a big booty. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, like, I feel like that picture was posted for Cloud. Like, I feel like he posted it just to get more 
people to talk about him just to get more likes. Even his hashtags were like, hashtag beautiful, hashtag follow her, hashtag this shit. Motherfucker, you don't even follow like your real friends in real life. Like, what are you doing on the ground? Okay, so what does that have to do with you? It pissed me off. Why did it piss you? It pissed me off, Katama. Because... <laughs> It pissed me off, well, one, because I was a little too close to the situation. Two, because I felt like that, like I said, females like her are always promoted. If it was a thicker girl on the ground, that picture wouldn't have not have got as many likes that fast. It wouldn't. Why do you say that? Because it doesn't happen. Like, every time somebody posts somebody that's, like, to me, every time somebody some male rapper or other kind of thing posts a picture for like grabbing likes and grabbing people's attention it's never really a thicker girl to me mm. i always see like super exotic people or kim kardashian looking people or black china looking people like it's females that are unnatural Mm-hmm. And that's what's promoted. And it's like, how are we supposed to even be in the game if this is what society keeps pushing forward? And I, I can't, I can't always push against this. And so it probably struck on some insecurities, but it also pissed me off that that's what you posted, and that's not what you say you're about. I mean, I see what you're saying because you know, exotic females are in skinnier females, but like, I feel like, like black women are exotic. Yeah, don't get no more exotic than black women. You know. <laughs> the only reason why those women are called exotic is because they have black people shit. And right. they're not black. <laughs> so right. It's, it's, she got big lips. Right. Uh, yeah, shit. Your cat even felt that. <laughs> your cat said facts, money. I don't know. Because I feel like we live in a different time, day and age, though, too. Because like, what you're saying is current but not new. I feel right. like a lot of people are being celebrated, not as frequently, mm-hmm. but like a lot of different body types and ethnicities are being celebrated. It just depends on what perspective you're looking at. That's true, though. No, what you're saying is true. I think the biggest thing is like, this is not what you're attracted to, but this is what you posted on your gram. And a lot of people might not, a lot of people might be attracted to different things than what they post. But I feel like if you're going to preach that, your preaching should be on your gram, too. You should say consistent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't say you like thicker black women and then post Becky. It mm-hmm. makes no sense to me. That's true. I mean, that's why I don't really take any pictures of white girls. <laughs> if I took a picture of a white girl, oh, my Instagram would be blown up. Oh, so really? <laughs> Queens, you said, right? Right. <laughs> Nubian right. goddesses, huh? Who's this Becky? Right. Who's this bitch? I mean, but somebody, you just take a picture and take a picture. That's it. Like, I remember one time I took a picture with a white girl, my undergrad, and my family was... Live it? They were like, who is this? And you're dead to us. I was like, God damn. Take it down. <laughs> I was like, is it that real? Mm, kind of. So how much is it? I just feel like posting is a big deal. Like, this is also from <clears throat> somebody who said that they're not a big social media person. And I just feel like once you come onto the gram, like, you're automatically starting to be a big social media person. 
How many people change? If he posts three pictures, I don't know. From zero pictures to three pictures in May, that's a big step. Three pictures is not a lot. From zero in years to three in May? Three pictures is not a lot. That is a big increase. Three? I remember, I How many pictures that. do you post a month? A month? I don't post that many pictures. Oh, no, I think about it. Okay, so. Motherfucker, <laughs> three in May is I a big I post deal. a lot of stories. I don't post a lot of pictures. Right. But to have no kind of social media presence, then to want to all of a sudden have such a big social media presence, that also added to why I say this is cloud chasing. Well, people go through major change. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about that, okay? I tried to rationalize it myself. I told you I'm too close to the situation. Just don't be chasing cloud, okay? That's all I'm saying. Moral of the story. Don't chase cloud. I you feel like thing for cloud. I don't know. I think that's part of what's been going on with me too. I don't really chase clout, but the image of clout. Like I feel like I've been I've becoming a lot more addicted to social media lately. Like really? it's bad. More than you already were? First of all, I wasn't addicted to social media. Okay. I feel like I just had a good social media presence. And so why are you addicted now? I don't know what it is. What makes you addicted? I have a reminder. I had to set a reminder on my phone. To check Instagram or no, to get to off? get off of Instagram. So I oh. set a reminder on my, on my phone. Like, you've been on Instagram for like two hours. And I just ignore it. Like, it's like hitting the snooze button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nigga. I don't need you to tell me. Yo, that's crazy. What and like, I'll just, doing? I'll just be scrolling on Instagram. You get lost. And then, yeah. And then, like, you know, the more and more you're on social media, the more and more, I guess, lonely you feel. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's it just weird because LA is a very lonely place to be because everything is very far, everyone's very far. That's crazy. So it's pretty much like a long distance relationship, and People I don't think that everything's close in LA. It's like twenty minutes away. You niggas are delusional. You know, no, no, no because, because like yo, y'all really give me tight when y'all be like, oh, it's around the corner. No, in New York, if we say it's around the corner, it's literally, around it's around the corner. You can walk there. Somebody, Somebody said, said it was like, I live in Atlanta. She said, oh, it's down the street. Why are we on the highway? It still make no sense. It's been 15 minutes. No. That was not down the street. Nothing. Is, but I get what they say. Nothing out here is close. Like, no one. If you try to talk to somebody and you find out they live in Hawthorne and you live in North Hollywood, that might as well be like a long distance relationship. <laughs> that is far. I'm not doing that. That is fire. And so it's hard for me to, like, really fuck with people out here, too. So it's just, like, I don't know. Then I go on the dating apps, and the dating apps be, like, dating out here is just, we're going to have a whole other episode about dating. But dating is just, like, garbaggio. Like, it's it's, it's garbage. So, like, women, the women that I've encountered have no idea what the fuck they want. Um, How do you figure out what you want? It's, it's not, not about, about not figuring out what you want. It's, it's about staying consistent in what you said you wanted. Mm. So, so if you said you... Some, some girls be like, girls be talking that shit about like, oh, you know, oh, you can talk to whoever you want. I'm down to have, you know, I'm having fun. I'm not looking for nothing serious. They're lying a lot of times. Right. I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of times you're lying. So that was a test. I fail. Don't test me. I got two degrees. I ain't taking no more tests. I'll fail on purpose. <laughs> That's the same person I am. I know you're testing me, and I will fail on purpose just 
Because I know you tested me like I'm a child. This nigga. So they'll test you, you be like, oh, y'all yeah, want to talk, you know, you can talk to whoever you want, I'm going to talk to whoever I want. And then when you go and talk to whoever you want, so you just going to talk to whoever you want. That's precisely what you said. So like dating is challenging. So that dating is challenging, meeting people is challenging. Like everything is just like really, I mean, things coming easier. And it's just like, it's still just hard. You know what I find when you go to like even like out to like parties and stuff, you kind of see the same people no matter what. Yeah, you see the same crowds. And it's for me, it's even smaller because I'm in like the divine nine, the Greek community, and yeah, I'm you're just affiliate. Right, and so I'm just like, damn. Literally, like we'll see each other the same places, the same parties. Like I just want to meet somebody new. Like I can't talk to you, so mm. I need like an outsider. So I get what you mean by like. It's hard to meet people. Like, I, mean, I don't know how many your... Starbucks I've been to and still have yet to find a random man at Starbucks. But, but you, you got, got your set. set. What does that mean, though? Like, you got it's a, a bunch of females. That's cool. You got your little crew. Okay, but were we talking about for just general friends or were we talking about for all kind of relationships? Because you said that the girls told you. Well, that uh, it's okay to talk to other people. Well, what, what I'm, I'm saying, saying is, I don't have like, like, like you're you're, you're my closest, closest friend out here. Got you. You don't have the crew that I got. Yeah. Just because I'm in everybody in your sorority ain't your friend. But you got some people. Okay. So do you, my nigga? I got. Some, I got people I fuck with. No. no okay. What is the definition? No, let me go back. I got people. Clarify for me, because I'm still stuck. I got people that I'll go out with, but like. I'm like I don't know I don't know how to I don't know how to I'm naturally I'm not naturally a social person I'm a social person I'm an introvert that pretends to be an extrovert as my father says so I'm really good at just being by myself but um I, there are times when I need that social interaction and I can do it and I can be social but it's not often coming from a genuine place so it's just like. I'll be social because you probably want me to be social or the situation calls for me to be social. But there's not many people that I meet that I'm genuinely social with because I want to be around you. Got you. So that's the difference between people you know or people you mess with versus people you fuck with? Yeah. So there's people, I mean, there's people, I mean, yeah, there's people I fuck with, like, oh, he's cool, whatever, I fuck with him. But like, um... Like, no one, not many people come to mind when I'm just like, oh, yo, let me hit up old boy or old girl. Let's go out somewhere. Like, I don't have a go-to. So, like, I'm starting to realize, I'm also starting to realize that, like, I grew up in a little bubble. I grew up in Brooklyn. Yes. In New York City, most diverse thing in the world. But at the same time, there's a, someone brought to my attention, I grew up in kind of like a bubble, too. Because everyone in my neighborhood was, like, black. Everyone was Caribbean. Um, it was easy for me to make friends. Um, and everyone grew up in New York. New York is just like its own thing. Brooklyn is its own thing. The neighborhood I grew up in is different. So like even like I, I always say about the biggest complaint about have LA about LA is that I don't feel a strong sense of like culture. So like in Brooklyn, Brooklyn feels like Brooklyn. Harlem feels like Harlem. Queens feels like Queens. And then within Brooklyn, Canarsie feels like Canarsie. Brownsville feels like Brownsville. Like every neighborhood feels like themselves because they pretty much just stick to themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you'll go out and talk to other people and blah, 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 but it's its own little bubble community. Mm-hmm. And like... So subcultures. Yeah, so I'm so used to that subculture mm-hmm. that 
like me being the most Caribbean person in the room is fucking weird. Like I've never had that interaction. I've, I was always the Yankee. I was always the Americanized Caribbean person. So like when I go to a room, and when I go to LA out here, and I'm like, I might as well be Bob Marley most of the time. <laughs> You do represent at the parties, real big. Because it's like no one else will. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take initiative. If I go to a Caribbean party and everyone there is Caribbean, I'm pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm not, I'm like, well, you know, I someone, has to, someone has to lick some shots from time to time. But I grew up in such a, now I'm realizing that it, I had a comfort zone, I guess. I never knew what comfort zone was because I grew up in chaos. But I, like once I got out of that, I see it different. So, so it's, it's like, like it's just, just weird, and it like it, it's just very, very, very strange. And like I'll meet people from New York from time to time, and they'll either say the exact same thing that I'm saying, or they'll say, "Oh no, I love it out here." And you're fucking weird to me. If you if you are if you love it, if you are from a major city like New York or maybe Atlanta, and you like LA, why would that be weird though? LA's a major city. But it's not New York or like Atlanta or even like a Chicago. You feel like Atlanta matches the cultures similar to New York? I feel like so many people think that their fucking lives could be changed if they go to Atlanta. That a lot of people move to, a lot of people from New York move to Atlanta and kind of like change the culture. But the big thing about Atlanta is that Atlanta's pretty much Wakanda. It's like black city. Right. And LA ain't that many black people out here. There's a lot of black people out here. Nigga, I looked at There's up. a lot of black people out here. I looked up the demographic. It's what not as it? many. What is it? I don't remember. There's a lot of black people. It's not a lot of black people. First of all, California is really, really big. Mm-hmm. California is like three states in one. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, maybe black people are spread across. Okay? But let's not forget that California is also Mexico. Like, like it, it's, it's Mexico. Mexico. Like there's a lot of Hispanics, is what you're saying. No, no what I'm saying is that California was stolen. By the United, United States was stolen. The United States was stolen overall. But after a while, Mexico wasn't this that country. It was like Texas. It was New Mexico. It was Arizona. It was California. Right. So like you know, after a while, you know, the U.S. was like, ah, we need that, and then took California. <laughs> so like, there's a lot. There's a heavy. Latino population. There is, in but I promise you, there's a lot of black coming from Arizona. Well, where you just I'm named of black. Arizona. I mean, um, so of course this seems like a lot of black people to you. My bestie who grew up here says it's a lot of black people. Y'all niggas grew up out here. I am from New York. <laughs> I am from minority capital. I just buddy. feel like you want this subculture. I feel like LA is a culture itself. Is it any culture like the East Coast or like New York? No, not at all. It's not similar at all. But it does have its own culture. But the culture itself is like people, it tries to be fluid. It tries to be open-minded. But then it also is like very... Full of shit. It's very, um, what do you call it when you only look at, like, aesthetics? Vain? Very vain or very... Superficial. Sure, let's go with that. That's not the word I'm looking for, but yes. Very, (laughs) say, it's not, (laughs) it's very superficial. So, you probably get a lot of hints of that, but that's for a lot of people, they come here to make it into that kind of industry. They come in to find themselves. That's the big thing. 
Like you can't make it into the industry. Yeah, yeah they're, they're trying, trying to make it to the industry, but they feel like by them making it to the industry, they find who the fuck they are. And there's not a lot of people that's like comfortable with just being them. Mm-hmm. And but how do you know that's who you were? Like you grew because you were in that subculture because that's the bubble that you were in. That's who you became. That's what you were taught. That's the beliefs. That's the morals. That's the values. That's everything that was instilled in you. People who grow up here is so open and different. They go a little bit everywhere. So they're not in this bubble. You're judging them from inside your little bubble, thinking everybody's supposed to be the same. That's, that's not, not what I'm... Well, that's not, not, I'm not judging. I'm explaining why it's so hard for me to connect. Okay. Because it's, it's like, like, I mean, it started off with me judging, probably. But, like, I thought I just... I've, been, I've accepted it as just being different, mm-hmm. which is fine. But the difference and just, like, how heavy certain things in me is just hammered down. Like, I was talking to some dude. Uh, I went to this networking event, and I met this guy from Boston. He's a black guy. I just, I, he's a black guy from Boston. I was like, nigga, you Haitian, ain't you? And he said, yeah. I, said, I just knew you. How do you know? Because for some reason, that's where uh, Haitians go. They either go to Miami, New York, or Boston. One of the three. So... So me and him was talking, and he was ta- we were just talking about how we move different in the and in the east versus out here. Right. He's in Boston. I'm in New York. Like so, when you go in a room, he was sitting in the restaurant. His back to the wall was driving. His back to the exit was driving him crazy because I'm not used to even right before I came here. I'm sitting there. Um, uh, I'm sitting there eating the soup at the Caribbean restaurant and like four big dudes come in and my first thought is like alright I'm ready that's just it's just it's just automatic because you just ready which is crazy to me that you always are on like flight versus fight fight versus yeah Mm -hmm. same thing you're right I apologize (laughs) that you're always on that response that already speaks to your anxiety level just growing up in your bubble or in New York my depression. I mean, my therapist said that that plays into my depression because eventually, the, when you have when you have that fight or flight thing, all the time, the hormones being released after all, the hormones got to drop. Yeah. So like, but like, it's not. I'm not trying to say make it seem like LA don't have hood or nothing like that. Right. But it's just like the interaction with people in the East, in New York, because of public transportation and because like people don't drive as much, mm-hmm. is more frequent. Yeah. So like, you got to be more right. just aware mm. of just where your surroundings and that was just an example it's like a small example right. of like but you said it before that's why I had to point it out like that's crazy I'm just but that's just it's just natural it doesn't even come like I was thinking about it the other day um my family always deemed my the 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 determinant for how good of a friend someone was to me is if they was willing to fight for you. Like if there was if they, if someone was gonna jump you, would they jump in? That was their that was their I'm gonna tell y'all right now. <laughs> I'm not a good friend. That was literally like Don't call me in. That was literally like, yo, but like if you Don't put me in, coach. Because like when I told my when I told my uncle if I was going I was going out with my boys Jared and Shay, they were like, yo. But if something happens, if something pop off, would they fight? And I'm just like, I remember thinking, like, I feel like there's more uh, requirements. To a friendship? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, ah, you know, could I count on the other things, maybe? 
you know but but that's a that's just a mentality that you just grow up in there's like this like hustle type of mentality it's just little things that i'm noticing that is so different mm-hmm. like i noticed that my feet didn't get um haven't gotten like really dry because my feet usually get really dry like did you walk so much in the winter time because it gets really cold mm-hmm. so like it hasn't i was like why is my feet i was like dry? maybe it's because you started putting lotion on no Keep it honest, you know. I don't. I need you for some fucking lotion. <laughs> for what? No one sees them. My socks on. That's the worst part. Take them off. No one needs to see my socks. But no, I noticed like just little things. My feet are not getting dry. Just little, but um, and it's just like I'm trying my best not to focus on the difference. Um, but it's just hard. And the more and more I notice the difference, the, the more and more I just feel like I don't belong. Mm. And just on top of that, with the just not having a job, and then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, um, and not talking to my friends, because I just don't want to, um, it just feels like a whole just smoothie, sam- smoothie shake of just like... Depression. Yeah, I just want to stay in my bed all day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then I woke up sick like two days ago. And then the whole month of June, I had to sex. And then that's another thing, too. So, like, the whole month of June. Oh, your oxytocin is down. That's what that's what The happy feeling, the happy hormone in your body. So, are you saying I have to? You have withdrawals. I could, yo, I could. No, because here's the thing. I don't have... I, I haven't been eating my like sugar. Oral, so lucky to have some pussy withdrawals. <laughs> I think I already went through my dick withdrawal phase. <sighs> <laughs> you know that's the toughest part. <laughs> no, but like, so this month I've been trying to like eat better, a yeah. lot better. Yeah. Um. So I haven't been eating like candy. I like I've been craving peanut M Ms. I love peanut M Ms. Because I, I was telling somebody, I take them as like painkillers. I don't know why. Pop, you know, pop. Like people just pop in my mouth. Ah. <laughs> Refused. So like, I haven't been eating my candy, my little bread, or nothing like that. I haven't been like stressed. Your rice. Yeah, and then like not having sex the whole month of June because I'm trying to like. You gonna be a whole new person in July. Nick, or if I make it to July. You don't think you will? Uh. Cause I'm gonna jump off a bridge. <laughs> No, I'm gonna make the whole no sex thing. Like, oh, you talking about food? Yeah, well, food is. I learned that food is definitely harder for me to resist than sex. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm like, uh, get away from me, heathen. Yeah. Pass that cheeseburger. <laughs> Give me a girl twerking and there's a cheeseburger on her butt. Passing that cheeseburger. <laughs> Extra self. But like, that's Are even you harder still too. twerking? <laughs> that's making shit even harder because like it's just like. So you got a lot of withdrawals going on. Sugar yeah, withdrawals, mm-hmm. pussy withdrawals. Dang, you just mm-hmm. ain't getting no draws. Like, it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. That definitely adds to your feelings and your headache. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. You get through it. This is just like, you just got to get through this little phase. I mean, if I can go, you know, a big old time without dick, you'd be all right. But it's not just the dick part, you pervert. It's all of it together. You're right. I need to get on this no sugar with you, but I'm not going to say I am. 
Why not? not? Been working out more though. What's more? Uh, actually going. <laughs> <laughs> I took a two week hiatus and I got back on it. A two week hiatus. Mm-hmm. That's a break. That's what I'm saying. So how often are you going? To That's the gym? what a hiatus is, my nigga. And the thing is, I'm not even working out. Oh, I'm not even just working out hard at the gym either. Like I'm working out, but it's like. Why not? You feel like you have enough energy? I don't know. Nutrients? Probably not, because I'm not eating as much. You should still be eating a lot. I ain't no nutritionist or nothing. Because <laughs> Katama called my whole plate diabetes and high cholesterol. For one. Your plate was preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> Spell it, motherfucker. You put empty. <laughs> Your plate. That's how you spell it. Chandra? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> What was preposterous about my plate? I mean, what was preposterous about your plate? First of all, who the fuck put syrup on potatoes? This is the question of the day. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the question of the day. What do you put on your breakfast potatoes? Ketchup or Sarah? So first of all, it was 9 o'clock in the, afternoon, in the evening. It's still breakfast potatoes, no? Whatever. Second of all, no one puts... Uh, syrup? Syrup on their potatoes. A lot of people do. And then you had fried chicken. That sounds like a regular black meal. With biscuits. Still sounds like a regular said, black uh, meal. You said anointed? Anointed with butter? Because <laughs> I said baptized. You said no, you anointed. Because you, you said that my potatoes were baptized. That means they were drenched. <laughs> like they went all the way into <laughs> the water. They came anointed. back up. Mine was just like a little splash, like a <laughs> bless you, child, kind of thing. <laughs> and he had the butter. We had butter on the biscuits. Do I really want to tell you? <laughs> Do you eat biscuits without a butter? Yes, I eat biscuits without butter. Do you eat biscuits without jelly? I put jelly, but I don't put butter. Okay. Well, I, I probably... really, really use butter or salt. I pro- Even when you're cooking? I rarely use salt. Whoa. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what <laughs> you... What do you put in green beans? Like, what do you put in corn? Pepper. That's it? Maybe a little adobo. In your vegetables? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I put... Uh, it's like I thought that was all I put. I put black pepper and garlic powder. Hmm. And then, you know... Gravy. No judgment. I just feel like my grandma came from Texas, so I cook like a southern person, and I eat like a southern person. And you're gonna die. Like a <laughs> like a per- that's alright. You need to be careful. And that's alright. But I wasn't even gonna bring up your plate. You wanna brought it up. Cause motherfucker, you judge me. He I wants in I my house judge judging me. I, I almost had to you. tell him to exit. I did not judge you. I said, uh yeah, this He so I was making my plate. Then he said, uh so when we gonna start working out for the Spartan man? <laughs> this motherfucker here. If I don't <laughs> Oh, the shade. The shade. He already he already has all my face and everything. No, I've been been through it. And then you gonna say some shit like that. I know. You had a long day. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I won't fight for you. So the only thing that made you a day long was the cloud chasing picture? I think it was just a long day in general from work, like listening to clients, having to do stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that upset me. That took it that was like the whipped cream and the cherry with the like caramel dressing on top. I can always tell when it's something like that. 
I can hear it in your voice. Oh, yeah. I can hear it specifically in your voice. Like, everyone knows when I'm talking to my mom, because you hear it when I'm talking. I have a certain tone of voice. So whenever you get mad about a particular situation, your voice sounds exactly the same. I just play dumb most of the time. Is it monotone? A lot of people say I have a monotone voice, which is crazy to me because I feel like I'm a character. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a monotone voice. Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe when I don't care about the situation, it's monotone. No, when you care too much, probably. It's monotone. monotone. Well, like you're angry, monotone is like your default. Mm. So that you don't. That's why I don't uh, yell or cry. You say you don't yell? I said, that's so I don't yell or cry. And to get you off the phone. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Not really feeling it right now. None of these sound like effective communication techniques. Ooh, nobody's. The Lord is still working with me. But <laughs> <laughs> then, what did we talk about today? Mm-hmm. What did we talk about today? We just, you know, vented. What would this be titled? I don't know who needs to hear this, but that's a really good title. Mm-hmm. You are so fucking creative. This is why I fuck with you. <laughs> oh my god! I love him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another episode of Yo To Year. We greatly appreciate it, and we'll see you again. Y'all be sure to follow us on social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at Yo To Year. That's at Y O O the number two Y E R R. Also, you can follow us individually. You can follow your girl Chandra at goddess underscore of underscore thickness double zero, y'all. And Katama at Katama. That's K-E-T-A-Y-M-A. All right. Hope to hear from y'all soon.